0: You just let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. I have to make sure that I don't talk over you or interrupt you. Oh, no.
1: Why do people not like that? No, remember our one bad review yeah. I told you I read? <laughs> For our B rating. Yeah.
0: Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of THC, True Hollywood Crime. I'm your host, Mariah. This is your other host, Bailey. It's
1: me. And we're back.
0: I'm the annoying one. And Bailey's the boring one. Yep. I just repeat everything that you said. (laughs) We got one bad review, and I just won't let it go. Uh But hopefully, if you're listening, and you're a returned listener, you don't mind us that much. Sorry if I'm annoying. Listen, it's not the first person to tell me I'm annoying.
1: It's fine. This is why we're here. We're here to be annoying.
0: (laughs) I guess so. How's it going, Bailey? Oh
1: my gosh. Besides
0: all the terrible, horrible things in life, how's it going? Relatively good.
1: Yeah. So the last episode we recorded, we were all excited that we're going back into the new school year. Yes. Right. I am going to have a much easier year because with one of our friend's dad's not working, right? Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He offered to do the after-school shuffle. Fuck yeah. So that gives, but I'm not going to tell my work. I'm going to still keep that hour open so that I can go run errands.
0: Do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Sit in your
1: car and watch the movie for the podcast. Right. And then because she still has camp until six and I'm already doing like my household chores during my hour, I got myself a little gym membership. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mainly what I paid for is they've got massage chairs. Yes. I'm like for $25 a month, I'm paying for a massage once a day. All right. I love it. Gym membership. Yeah. So I'm just I'm looking forward to just having those little opportunities to clear my head and not worry about everything else that's going on in our lives. Amen. And the older the kids get, the easier it becomes. Mm-hmm. You'll have a more and more kind of time to yourself. Well, that's just it, because I would go to pick her up from camp and she'd be like, I'm not ready. Like, I don't want to go yet. And I'm like, well, fuck. fuck. Right. I'm like, I wanna go home. Like but now if I can go and do this instead. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. Good, you should be. Mm-hmm. And we have
0: spooky season coming up. Oh
1: my gosh. Forget it. We've got our game
0: plan. We already talked about we it. We have a game plan. Um we have this episode. We have another episode, and then we will have our big 100th episode. Only took us three years and some change to get here, but it worked out because now it's going to be on a Friday the 13th on a Friday the 13th in October. And we have one more horror movie franchise that we have not been able to do yet, which
1: well, is insane.
0: <laughs> and I wonder if you guys could guess which one it is. I mean, it's
1: you can narrow it down pretty quickly, right? Mm-hmm. So we're very excited. Yeah.
0: But anyways, other than that, what's um, what's going on? Let's see. In my little notes, hold on. Please hold. Oh, we started a fantasy football league.
1: I've got that in my notes.
0: Mm-hmm. So all of our husbands, all of mine and B's and our like friend group, all of our husbands play fantasy football together, mm-hmm. as well as separately on their own different teams of like, co-workers and mm-hmm. whoever. And we don't know anything about fantasy po- football. Mm-hmm. I love football, but, you know, it's cool. I don't know anything about fantasy. So I started a, like, Wives League, uh-huh. basically.
1: I love it. It's so funny.
0: And none of us know about fantasy except for one of our friends. And,
1: you know, bless her heart. But she agreed not to be too hard on us.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so it's really, really, really fun. So far, I'm having fun. Mm-hmm. I haven't had anyone play yet, though. But that's so, what tomorrow's for, Sunday. Yeah.
1: You had us set up our draft. And I was so nervous. Like You got...
0: Did... Did Nick help you pick T players? None. Really? None. I, believe nice. me.
1: All he did was set up his mm-hmm. computer for me. And then he showed me that I could add players to the queue. Yes. And that um, once they start going away, like where to go to pick new ones. Mm-hmm. Like he just showed me how the thing worked. He didn't yeah. show me anything else.
0: I did like uh, they have like mock drafts for free, mm-hmm. which I got in on to figure mm-hmm. it out. And Lou did not help me with my starting lineup or my like second players mm-hmm. like my backups i did not realize how many bench spots were open i and the, i didn't know like what so then i started panicking and yeah. then lou had to help me because i'm okay. like oh, what
1: do i do who do That's i choose like at that point i just went with names and wherever they're ranking yeah was. whatever like, they were mm-hmm.
0: topping so we're learning about it it's pretty exciting we'll let you guys know at the end of football season who wins mm-hmm. the winner gets i think like 120 bucks because mm-hmm. we're doing like 20
1: bucks each hmm My 13-year-old's in on it, so that's big money if you're 13. And apparently has the best team off of an auto-draft. Yeah, because
0: if you're like us and you don't know anything about fantasy football, you can choose players like B and I did. Or if you don't care, you can do auto-draft where the computer, the app chooses for you, and they just choose the next best available person that you haven't filled a position with yet. So the couple of ladies in our group who did auto-draft got killer lineups.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And one doesn't even know that she has a lineup.
0: Also, the benefit of me being the commish mm-hmm. and my 13 year old being in it is the auto draft gave my 13 year old one of my number one picks, and I totally
1: forced him to of trade. Of course. With me. Obviously. No, I love that we already had a trade and somebody already dropped one of their players. Yeah, me
0: and Stephanie have been doing all kinds of stuff. Really? We've been dropping players. At I dropped Aaron Rodgers. I saw that. Because I, saw... I didn't know that three quarterbacks were too many. <laughs> <coughs>
1: How would you know? Because if one gets hurt.
0: Right. I had my first one, which I got. God bless. I know. My goodness. God bless. I got my very first pick, which you thought I wanted Patrick Mahomes. I did. I did not want that. Although right now you're killing it in points. He got me all my points Thursday. Uh Even with uh, throwing picks, which I guess gets points taken away. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, my number one quarterback pick was... Big Dick Joe Burrow. Yep. So I scored him. My number one pick was Travis Kelsey, who didn't fucking play. Yeah. Um. Where was I going with this? Oh, and so then I had a backup quarterback. And then I panicked when it came time to pick the bench. And I picked a third quarterback. And then anybody who knows anything about fantasy football, like Stephanie and Ben and Lou, were like, why the fuck do you have three, three quarterbacks? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I thought they were important. So I dropped Rogers.
0: Perfect. And I got somebody else. I made a trade already with yeah. my
1: 13-year-old. I love it. We're killing it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I'm excited. And it's going to make tomorrow way more exciting. Way more. Yeah, because Violet gets into it. Like, she likes to pick a team color. And now if she knows that mom and dad are competing or, you know, it's going to be way more fun for her.
0: And speaking of Travis Kelsey being my number one pick, did mm-hmm. you hear the rumors? No. That he might be Taylor Swift's number one pick.
2: (gasps) No.
1: The rumors are flying. Really? That would be good for her. So
0: it started with him and his brother's podcast. Okay. They went to, or at least Travis went to her concert Mm -hmm. and had wanted to get a friendship bracelet to her. Mm -hmm. And security and all that wouldn't take it and she wouldn't meet with him. And his brother asked him, he's like, Well, what would you, why did you want to give her a friendship bracelet? What did you even put on the friendship bracelet? And Travis all, my number? Like, what else would I put on the bracelet? That's incredible. And then these few months later, rumors are flying that they were like, they've been kind of dating casually. And then their latest episode, which just came out like two days ago, Jason asked Travis, like, because Travis is keeping his um, training camp mustache for now. Okay. And he's like, well, what do you think? Taylor's gonna think about your. You think Taylor will like that mustache? And Travis straight up said, We're not discussing Taylor right now on this oh. episode. And he's like,
1: But I'm pretty sure she'll like it blames I love it so there you go we'll see well then since we're talking about concerts did you see your boy Zach got <laughs>
0: <laughs> kind of arrested yeah. and it,
1: all it's done is made him more popular among- of course yeah people are like we're gonna take that fine ass mug shot and make t-shirts I'll put that shit on a sweatshirt yeah and like just how humble he was about it he's like I was being a dick yeah he's like I kind of deserved it <laughs> yeah
0: but also you have to like take it in stride because it only makes you
1: look cooler yeah and I, I think he was on the way to a football game
0: yeah, because he's a Phillies fan. Yeah. Uh-huh. And because nobody got hurt in the process. No. It's different if you like assault somebody or like hit somebody with your car. No. But he was just being a dick. Uh-huh. And, Ruffle like, so and that feathers. that makes
1: you look cooler he that does. you like stood up to the law. Yeah. No, I was <laughs> excited when I saw that pop up in the news. So
0: what's funny is when the news broke on TikTok, because a lot of his fan base are like, I don't want to say young girls, but like probably late teens to early 20s, mm-hmm. like lots of Gen Z. Yeah. And they were freaking out in the comments, not in a feral way. They were like, "Oh my god, I'm sobbing right now." Oh my god, Zach! Oh no! Like they were so upset. Okay. And I was just like, "Do none of you have none of you ever been known arrested? anybody like, that's been arrested or been to jail?" I mean, I've
1: been arrested. It's not my
0: deal. Almost everyone in my life has been arrested, yeah. with the exception of my husband, has actually surprisingly never been arrested.
1: That's hysterical. He's never even gotten
0: a, a ticket.
1: Fuck him. He's never
0: been. Pu- he's been pulled over, but he's always like, yeah, no, his fuck way out him. Of it. I hate
1: those people.
0: Yeah, he's one of them. Yeah. So but everybody else, I've been arrested. You, my mom's been arrested. My dad was in and out of prison my whole childhood. Yeah. So I'm like, y'all don't know
1: anybody. Not a big <laughs> that's deal. Been
0: in jail. I don't even think he was in jail very long. Mm. I think he was just arrested and released. Yeah
1: pretty funny and though i did appreciate the people that were asking about the dog because i guess his dog was in the car at the time (laughs) very important information to know (laughs) okay well yeah fun um let's see so even though we were super excited about our kids going back to school there was a third grade teacher who was not so excited Uh uh-oh She got pulled out of her class for being drunk as a skunk. Yep. Drinking her cup of red wine that she pretended it was juice. Mm -hmm. And in the picture when she's like being questioned, I think she's wearing a Super Mario Brothers t-shirt. Maybe. Do you have her picture? Can I see her? Yeah. I want to see if it's the
0: same person I'm thinking of.
1: If you look at the star, it's like, oh, yeah, it's for sure the same person. Uh-huh. I guess she had b- already been drunk the night before. So yeah. she just figured instead of sobering up, she was just going to keep calling the par- in sick. Yeah, she was going to keep the party going. Yeah, <laughs> I did see that because her interview was all over TikTok. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, cool. She looks drunk, so too. So drunk. People mm-hmm. who have drinking problems always think they can hide it. And everybody always knows. And
1: red wine. That shit smells, your teeth, your. I mean, no. Mm -mm. Also,
0: I always say this for people who like to drink as much as you and I do, I can't put myself in the mind of somebody who drinks all day. Like, I can't picture drinking red wine in the morning. All day long. You're going to get maybe two hours out of me, and I'm going to be asleep under my teacher's desk on the floor. There ain't no way.
1: No, absolutely. Um,. I don't remember if we talked about this on the podcast. We just talked about it in general life, how they have the pillow fighting yes. leagues or whatever. Yeah, the professional pillow fighters. Well, apparently the UFC is not too happy about it. Oh, God. Dana they, White's so fucking annoying. He launched legal action against them because of their fucking name. They're the PFC, the pillow fighting champion. Dana White has got to get a fucking life. Go touch some grass, dude. Get a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> leave it alone and he's jealous because of like the crossover because i guess it's like past fighters or whatever who fucking cares dude it's pillows they're literally on espn
0: the ocho yeah okay stop this
1: (laughs) i got a few past pod news references you got anything you want to throw in
0: uh the what about sophie turner and Uh,
1: oh joe jonas Mm -hmm. so what's interesting about that is how quick people figured out the way that joe's trying to have her portrayed in the media and how we're not fucking having it immediately they're like excuse you the queen of the north like what the fuck (laughs) we're on her side bro yeah and um I mean, fuck, they've been together for a long time. I don't think I've ever seen a picture of their kids. And the first day he's out and about Mm -hmm. with them, that's fucking staged paparazzi.
0: And so then they went on a deep dive about it. And the people who, like, who's earmarked or whatever, however they figured out who took the photo, Mm -hmm. is the paparazzi you call yourself. Oh, it's it's, for sure the paparazzi. He he wanted
1: to be like, I'm the single dad. I'm taking care of the girls while Sophie's just out. Well, plus it's a. Like
0: knife to her back that she didn't want her
1: kids photographed,
0: and then he leaked their pictures. The one time
1: she accidentally put something on her Instagram and then immediately deleted it, and then put out like the sob post, like please, if you have a picture of my child, I am begging you. delete that shit it is not fair it is not right and that's the first thing he fucking does so what we've learned is that he's a scumbag yeah
0: and we're always team sophie for life Mm -hmm. yeah someone was talking about how basically what it's boiling down to is that she's naturally like really cool and you can tell that he's always wanted to be really cool so he's always trying really hard and it's killing him that people just naturally gravitate instead of
1: hyping her up right Right, God forbid she be anywhere above you. Right, you're a Jonas brother. He's being weird about it. Meanwhile, the other ones dating Peronka or whatever. Like, I think they're all married, aren't they? That's what I'm saying. The other brother's married to like a super tall, yeah, former gorgeous. model. Yeah, and it's like he's doing just fine. He's he's holding her hand tall. And where... the
0: other ones married too <clears throat> to some little hottie.
1: They've been married forever. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> So, you know. Yeah. Fuck you, Joe. Small dick energy. Absolutely. The other thing I was going to bring up celebrity wise is this shit show with Ashton Kutcher and Danny Mila Masterson Kunis and Danny Masterson. I I mean, I can believe it. I'm just a little let down because I've always been such a big fan of Ashton and of Mila that they would write they those never, letters. They
1: never should have put any effort oh into it. My Uh-oh.
0: God. And then they released this video with it, which they claim they're apologizing, but they never actually apologize.
1: It's a cringy fucking video. They're
0: more like <coughs> annoyed that they have to make the video. Yeah. And it's like, like, well, you don't have to do anything. You already made your fucking
1: point of view known. One of their statements is like, well, if you looked at our past, you've seen that we've always been advocates of this and that. And it's like, that that's what you're here to say, is you want to pat on the back for everything you've already done. Yeah, and this like, okay, so you talk the talk, but obviously you're not willing to
0: walk the mm-hmm. walk. Mm-mm. Yeah, agreed. And then I, so I was never, I guess maybe it was, media brainwashing i was never a topher grace fan because he never got along with the air quote cool kids of that seventy show now because,
1: there's a pretty clear reason
2: why yeah mm-hmm. at
0: that time i love danny masterson his character on that seventy show is my favorite of character course. Yeah. and ashton's always been so fine and so cool mila gorgeous really cool yeah. love their marriage and I thought some, they were like, yeah, Topher just comes in and he just does his job and then he just goes home. He never wants to hang out the cast. So I'm like, oh, it sounds like Topher Grace is a total dick. Yeah. And now, and him and his wife are in full support of like the victims and speaking out and stuff. And I'm like, nope, he I'm just, a big Topher Grace fan no, now. He
1: just wasn't there for them because now it. there's also the past interviews that are coming up and mm. all it's talking about is how... Um, the guys were just super horny for Mila. Mila was fourteen. She was so young. She was fourteen. They were all nineteen,
2: like yeah. nineteen,
1: twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so it was her first kiss ever. That's so weird. With and um, um, I guess Ashton and Danny we're like joking about it and Danny's all like, "I'll pay you 20 bucks if you slip your tongue in her mouth." Ew. And that's just it. It's like this is a 14-year-old girl. It's already super awkward for her that she's having her first kiss ever in front of all of these people and you're just going to fucking joke about. Like I get that 19-year-old boys are super immature and that's what they do. But also, yeah. you know, it's just like this. It's not looking good.
0: I've met plenty of 19-year-old guys who were like not trying upstanding to individuals. Slip
1: their tongues into 14-year-old girls for, yeah. the, for the joke of it for a 20. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it agreed. And then the only other really gross, shocking thing is that fucking YouTube mom.
0: I have that, yeah, the that's eight
1: passengers mom. Crazy.
0: Makes sense though. I've never watched her videos. I'm not I on didn't that. even
1: know she existed until this came up.
0: Right. And so, but the videos that people keep playing clips of, I'm like, it mm, tracks. Yeah.
1: Um the thing that I guess stood out most to me is uh the eldest like was taking mm-hmm. the picture of her getting and that's like finally. It's like yeah. someone's finally fucking doing something. Oh, it's so gross. It's disgusting. So that's a lot of fun celebrity news. Yeah, man.
0: <laughs> On a side note, hey, you want some good celebrity news? Yeah. I don't know if it's good news, but my personal fave, please, God, don't let anything. Right. Every time we him. like
1: somebody, we just.
0: Seth Rogen mm-hmm. and his wife, Lauren, mm-hmm. Um, they have this famous dog because they've had her for years. The tattoo. Yeah. yeah. Zelda. Mm-hmm. She was their little. She's like a King Charles Spaniel. Okay. They've had her. I mean, she's been in their movies for decades. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she finally passed away, but I think she was just nice and old. But yeah. they both got fucking tattoos of her, yeah. which is very sweet. It's cute. And I don't think Seth has any tattoos.
1: Oh, And wow. he's Jewish, so I think it
0: goes against his religion a bit, but you know. Damn, for that dog. Gotta do it. Gotta do gotta it for, do it for Zelda. And I think we talked about this, but I'm excited to see the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I heard that he did a really good job on it. Right. We talked about this in
1: real life. Yeah, so mm-hmm. some to look forward to from Seth.
0: Okay, oh. give me what you got to give me So
1: I got Past Pod News. All right. Right. Disgraced police chief James Burke known for bungling the Gigolo or the Gilgo Beach serial killer mm-hmm. investigation mm-hmm, mm-hmm, was fu- he was arrested for soliciting sex um at a Vietnam War memorial of That's all places. That's weird,
0: although him soliciting what like basically hiring a sex worker. Yeah that fucking track no exactly
1: Uh uh-huh so i thought that that was crazy so he was just arrested at the end of august and then btk's former kansas home is being searched by cops uh what new missing persons they're trying to link him to new bodies Mm -hmm. and his daughter is helping now yeah she's been helping i think uh or at least she's been real Cooperative. Yeah, no, she's big time in the investigation and, like, going to talk to him in jail and trying to get him to, like, give them more. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre has a new, I believe it's a computer video game, a multiplayer game. It sounds so fucking fun. So first, I believe you wake up in the basement and you got to find your way out of the basement into the main house. Okay. And then eventually you got to ma- find your way out of the house and escape. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. And people are saying it's fucking violent and terrifying and like. Fun. Yeah. It sounds really fun. So it's a video game or computer game? I think it's a computer game. Nice. hmm And on the last episode, we talked about. How Scream Seven is in the works. Yes, and the people that did the last one aren't on board for this one. But that means that the new creative director, he's like, give Nev all the money in the world. She's yes. coming. He, he's like, I will pay her her fucking worth. Our queen back. deserves it. So I was pretty excited to hear that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. And I believe that is all for the news. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in for
0: your to your local mm-hmm. news station. Yeah, I think that's all.
1: Oh, I have a shit ton of reviews.
0: Oh, really? I don't have any, although I am interested in watching, again, talking about uh, Travis Kelsey. Apparently, he used to have a dating show called Catching Kelsey.
1: It would be incredible.
0: So I definitely want to find,
1: find that and that. watch it while we're doing our fantasy football. I think that'd be funny when we last hung out i told you i was just desperate to find anything to get me ready for spooky season right to yes. get me in the mood because all the Halloween, are all the horror movies you've been watching
0: lately have been shit garbage so yes. let's
1: talk about some of those
0: oh shit <laughs> also have you watched talk to me yet no okay because my client Who not only is a horror movie buff. I should look up her channel so I give her a shout out. She's like a legit YouTuber who like makes money on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And she it's like a horror movie kind of horror YouTube channel thing. And she said talk to me was really good.
1: Okay, I'm looking forward to it. I watched She Came From the Woods, which was described as bloody mayhem on the last night of summer camp. Okay, sounds Sounds like it's up our alley. Right, it was awful. It was more like (laughs) satanic weird shit. It was not good. Um, The House of the Devil was something that I saw floating around on tickety-tockety. Had some good music, but overall, it's just a waste of time. Insidious, The Last Key is not the most recent Insidious. Oh. the I believe the, the newest one is like The Red Door or something. Okay. But because I hadn't watched that, I'm like, well, I better go back. So I watched it. Garbage. Garbage. Don't waste, don't waste your time. <laughs> um, Summer of 84. Again, already sounds up our alley. Right. This one is a good movie. It's not... A horror movie. Fair. It's a really good movie, though. And it has our favorite, Lieutenant Randy Disher. Oh, my God. Is one of the boy's dads.
0: Well, then you got to love it. Uh Uh-huh.
1: No. And again, really good music. And the ending was kind of a little twist.
0: I will say I've always, this, I might be in the wrong here. I always felt that way about Devil's Rejects the sequel to House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. I always thought it was a really good movie. In fact, if you talk about a movie that I'm more likely to sit down and watch. Yeah. It's going to be that over House of... Although I love House of a Thousand Corpses, I have to be in the mood for that. Oh, yeah. Because it's real psychedelic and weird. Oh, yeah. Which that's why I love it. Mm -hmm. But it's not something I can just put on on any random day when I'm doing laundry. Yeah. You know? But Devil's Rejects, I can. And I understand that there are some horrific scenes but But that to me just feels like a movie mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like a horror movie but Mm -hmm. it does feel like a
1: good movie Mm -hmm. um fan 13 fanboy which just came out 2021 okay i had found it on my phone when we were hanging out looking for our next episodes okay this one really got me so, a young neglected boy who sits in his basement all day watching horror movies decides to stalk the actors from the Friday the 13th franchise.
0: Okay. And so
1: he's going around and like mirroring his idol Jason and killing all of them. Okay. And then like he gets to fight one of the actual guys that plays Jason. So he's like, oh my God, this is what it would be like to really go against Jason right so
0: fun idea
1: fucking garbage i
0: was gonna say it has it sounds like it's a good idea in fact this is basically one of the scream movies and it
1: was really cool because these were absolutely like the past actors right. from the movies and like um they even did like a like a comic-con convention type of a thing yeah yeah a horror convention and they're all there to, like i'm from you know uh Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. That's and- I say I'm
0: Jason Number Five. Yeah. <laughs> okay, B. Let's look within ourselves and be really, truly honest with ourselves. Because you said none of these horror movies are doing anything. None for of you. them are hitting for me. If you didn't, if you didn't grow up a horror fan and you didn't grow up with these movies the way you have, and so like, let's say you've never seen a Friday the Thirteenth or a Halloween, and Halloween One or the first. We'll give it the second. We'll give it the second Friday the 13th. So you're dealing with Jason. In particular. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Someone pops that in. Would you be impressed with it as an adult right now? Or is it just because we grew up with it so we love them and we're nostalgic?
1: I feel like I would. Okay. And I don't know why. Because... Even when I'm looking at these movies now, I'm just, I'm trying to find what those movies give me. Right, right? Like that's why like I'm excited about the summer camp one the way that it's described because it's bringing me back to that.
0: I will say as far as Halloween goes with the the vibe it creates. Mm-hmm. The idea that it's on a Halloween night and I the soundtrack is so iconic yeah. and like I I get it, and And there hasn't been too many even Halloween sequels that makes me feel like Halloween one and two did. Right. It's just they captured something. Yeah. That's like
1: perfect. Yeah. Like Halloween, those that's great acting.
0: It's also not very. It is violent for the time, but it's not like the slasher movies we have now where they're like fucking disemboweling people. And
1: like, I don't need a whole lot of story. Right, I feel like they're trying too hard with these stories. I'm like, I don't need you to tell me the whole picture. I'm like, just give me a couple kills. Let's get to a little bit of action and give me some sex and let's fucking say, take them out. Let's see some titties. And then let's take it fucking out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair. So on that note, I have been watching the TV horror and thrall and I don't know whatever series slasher. you ever heard of it? Nope. Okay. I watched the first season when I was pregnant with Violet.
0: Whoa. Okay. And I thought
1: that that was it, that it was just done. Mm -hmm. Because, like, they tell a whole story. Like, there is a beginning, a middle, and an end. And you're like, whoa, fuck. And it's violent. Yeah. And so I just never thought. To even think about it again, like to go back and check. Well, apparently they've done four more seasons.
0: Dang.
1: Yeah. And now seasons one through three are streaming on Netflix. I was just
0: going to say, where do we watch it? Netflix. Yeah. So, what, who has it originally? I don't know. Okay. It just helps me gauge like how violent it is. Yeah.
1: Well, so <clears throat> like, oh, I don't, I don't want to give stuff away, but I would just say like, they're giving it to you. You're right. getting. You're getting sounds. You're getting body parts hacked off. You're, Dang. You're, you're getting even like a little kinky sex. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean it, and it's quick paced. Mm-hmm. So, and I think they're like forty five minutes. So no movies, but. But this TV show, the slasher TV show, it's giving it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yep. The show overnight came across my YouTube feed. Never heard of that either. The only reason I think it came up is because they've got a couple episodes with Matt Reif. Oh, okay. And in the one that I watched, they made him go through the conjuring house all by himself.
0: (laughs) That's funny. It is funny.
1: Because he admits it. He's like, I'm fucking scared. He's yeah. like, and then the shit that they strap on him, like he can't see directly in front of himself. So it's like, how am I supposed to go through a haunted house when I can't even see three feet in front of me? Just like
0: that show Fear we always mm-hmm. talk about on MTV. They had so much shit strapped to them. Yeah. Like, Good Lord. OK. I think that gets us all caught up. heard great things about, I think it might be on HBO, but they have a TV show of interview of the vampire, interview with a vampire, which I love that movie. I uh,
1: yeah, I'm,
0: I've got my attention. And I heard the show is incredible.
1: Okay, well, I've got HBO. Let's check it out. Try it out. Fun. So yeah, if movies aren't doing it for me, I'll just go back to the good old TV series. I mean, me and my kids watched the new Little Mermaid last night. How was it?
2: it was all right.
0: Yeah. It was as good as you can expect a. Remake inside of a CGI ocean to be. Right. Um, Were all the
1: characters as weird as people made them out to be? What do you mean? Like people had a hard time over what flounder or whatever, like the oh, way that they made him look.
0: Well, it's just, he has to look like a real fish. Yeah. Like cartoon flounder doesn't right. look like a real fish. Uh-huh. He's a cartoon. I know, but people are like, what the fuck they do to flounder? No, I mean, he looks like a fish, Yeah, but I mean, they kept a lot of it similar. The eels, I think look the best. Ursula's electric eels. Mm-hmm. They look so dumb. It's and so funny. It's
1: Melissa McCarthy. And she
0: for sure, I think does the best in the movie. Okay. Um, I think Ariel's, Good. Mm -hmm. King Triton, eh. I think they could have done a better Triton. Eric, I think they could have done a way better Eric. I think they could have gone way hotter. Uh, But Melissa McCarthy, I mean, so Ursula's iconic. She's one of my favorite characters of all time. And she has one of my all-time favorite songs, Poor Unfortunate Souls. Mm. So big shoes to fill, big tentacles to fill. Mm -hmm. And I think for what she can bring to the table, she did a, a great job. Especially because she's not a professional singer. I was just going to say. And it's great. She does a great job. She does a great job of really, like, getting Ursula's voice Mm -hmm. more so than anybody else. I don't know if it's because Ursula's the biggest character. Right? Like, I feel like Ariel and Eric and everybody, you can, like, adjust and do different things. But Ursula's pretty locked in as a character. And she even gets her voice down, even all the way down to how Ursula goes in it. Because it's my favorite part of the list. And she nails it, and I'm like, I can't believe she thought to do that one little vocal inflection. But that one little vocal inflection has been with me my entire life. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: So cool. Yeah, is all right. (laughs) I'm looking for anything horror related, and you're like, let's watch Little Mermaid. Kids, I I mean.
2: and they all watched
0: it with me you know whatever gets my 13 year old out of their room absolutely my 13 year old loves ursula and they're with me that poor unfortunate souls is one of our favorite songs of all time so mm-hmm. we gotta watch it well fine. and i will say i bet you it was really good on the, the theater, big screen yeah mm-hmm. when they're showing the first underwater scenes mm-hmm. and you're like oh this would have been cool yeah but the i just had my tv so yeah yeah all right After that chug of wine, let's get into tonight's episode. Let's do it. First of all, if you want to play our THC drinking game at home, you guys, if you've been here before, you already know what to do. Take a drink or whatever you're drinking at home. Anytime we mention a past THC episode, a badass big sister, a monk reference, uh, if we spill something, if we hear the train, or if we cheers. Yeah. Special bonus drink if you... You hear us name the episode, mm-hmm. which we don't know when we named the episode, but you'll know it ahead
1: of time and take a big drink. right? And just a reminder to all of you listening, we, we do get drunk while well, we do. <laughs> that was part of our bad review. We won't
0: harp on the one bad I review know. you got, you guys. Yes. But they did say that I was annoying, which again, fair and like, and she sounded like she was uh, drunk. It's
1: like, we have a fucking drinking game. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what was funny is I went back and listened to the episode that she was critiquing. And first of all, I don't know what she's talking about because it sounded fine to me. However, I'm just kind of dumb in general. So I did notice in that episode, I'm telling you about how General Ortega is in you Season two.
1: And then you forgot. And then two episodes ago, I forgot. I'm like, really? She's in you? And
0: you're like, yeah, she's the neighbor. I'm like, oh, my God. That's incredible.
1: (laughs) We're so fucking dumb.
0: Cheers to us. Yay.
1: To almost 100 (gasps) episodes. Yeah. So in case you guys haven't noticed, we're spreading it out Mm -hmm. so that we can get to Friday the 13th.
0: We're doing every three weeks because we felt it was very vital and important to do our 100th episode on Friday the 13th
1: absolutely and the fact that it's in october it's not just any friday the 13th it's an october and we're
0: gonna make up for it by then doing back-to-back episodes for the rest of october we got the
1: three lined up boom for spooky season Mm -hmm.
0: and they are i think gonna be great episodes i ran it by my horror youtuber girl and she thought they were
1: great ideas Mm -hmm. so yay let's fucking do this
0: this is episode ninety eight, and it is going to be about the Butcher Baker of Alaska, A.K.A. Mm.
1: Robert Hansen. I do not like baked Alaska. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry you said that, and that's all I could. Have you ever had it?
0: Uh, no, but they make it on Great British Bake Off. A yeah, few times. I don't like it. Sorry, it's, <laughs> it's like ice cream and meringue, right?
1: I don't like meringue,
0: mm-hmm. but yeah, it's like it's like an ice cream tower. I
1: think like you're, a molded ice cream, and then they like toast the outside with right. like a flame mm-hmm. yeah if there's one thing those british people love it's, it's
0: fucking meringue, meringue. Oh. two-thirds of the shit they make on there is fucking meringue uh, but
1: yeah uh, the second you say that all that's in my head is fucking
0: baked <laughs> alaska <laughs> and of course you watched the movie
1: the frozen ground 2013
0: incredible Fuck, i can't yeah. believe we didn't even know this movie existed i spoiler alert it's a good fucking movie i was gonna say i can't wait to hear i'm sure it's It's good yeah it's a good movie the cast alone how Mm -hmm. could it be bad Mm -hmm. you ready Mm freddie in 1983 what month you ask don't know didn't write it down (laughs) i feel like it's june okay oh by the way i got everything for this episode from an all things interesting article again written by katie serena Thank who you, we've katie. gotten a thousand episodes worth of stuff from so we
1: appreciate you girl buy you drink sometime
0: an episode of fbi files on youtube and well i mean it used to be a real show i just watched it on youtube and i listened to an episode of crime junkie podcast a much better researched and popular podcast than us a podcast with hosts who don't get drunk, okay? So if that's what you're looking
1: for. People that aren't annoying and don't get wasted and don't repeat themselves.
2: Oh,
0: yeah.
1: All right. Possibly in June
0: 1983, downtown Anchorage, Alaska, 17 year old Cindy Paulson is found running frantically down the side of a road barefoot and handcuffed and partially dressed. A driver stops to pick her up and. At first, he wants to take her straight to the authorities, and she's kind of saying no. She wants to go back to some motel. She is, even though she's only 17, she is a sex worker. She wants to go meet back up with her boyfriend slash pimp. I don't know if pimp is the politically correct term nowadays, but that is what she calls him. So, yep, it is what it is. One thing leads to another. The driver drops her off and he goes, "Eh, this isn't sitting right with me. So he gets the police involved. Police come to the motel, track her down, find her finally and get her get to like interview her of like what is going on. What the fuck happened? So she tells them that she had been picked up by a man who had offered her Like, way more money than people normally offer her Mm -hmm. for a sexual act. Mm -hmm. And when she got in his car, he handcuffed her and put a gun to her head and took her to his house where he then chained her up by her neck to, like, a support beam in his house where he proceeded to rape and torture her for hours before then. And she fought back the whole time. And he then... Got her back in the car and was going. took her to, like, a small airport and was getting the plane ready because he was going to take her in his, like, little single engine. Yep, little like, jumper plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alaskan bush plane is what they call them. Uh, he was going to take her by plane to some cabin out in the wilderness where he claimed he was going to keep her for however long. And she knew that if she got in that plane, she That's was it. never coming back. That's it. So she waited for him to get the plane ready and she fucking bolted and she took off. And I don't know how far the airport is from downtown Anchorage, but she got herself to downtown Anchorage where she was then picked up by this good Samaritan. When police are interviewing her, she describes this man down to like a fine detail, all the way down to like his crooked teeth and the fact that he speaks with a stutter she describes his car perfectly down to like what type of candy wrappers he had stuck in his seats and his home. And she just has a level of awareness and detail that she gives them a real clear picture of who she's talking about. Okay. And the person that seems to fit this description is a local well-liked baker who is a family man. Everyone knows him. He's a seemingly upstanding citizen. And they're We've like, heard this before. there's no way it can be this guy. It's right. Always that guy. And so they reluctantly question this guy. His name is Robert Hansen. He gives them nothing. They do like a quick search of his car and house. And even though it fits the description of what she told them, there's no physical evidence there to link him to these crimes yep. it's just her word against his mm-hmm. and he's a middle-aged like i said upstanding member of his small community right and she's a 17 year old sex worker living on the streets Again. so they don't have much to go off of she does get a rape kit done which does point to her telling the truth Um, But the police are kind of torn. Some police officers believe or detectives, whoever believe that she's telling the truth. Some most actually think that whoever did hire her, that basically it was like a trick gone wrong. So like maybe he didn't pay her as much as he said he would or something took a left. And now she's making this whole thing up to like get him in trouble. Yep. So that, on top of the fact that Robert comes up with two alibis, these friends of his who are also upstanding, mm-hmm. squeaky clean members of society, it's a pretty ironclad alibi as long, as long as the as far as the police are concerned. And so they release him, and this is a big mistake because, unbeknownst to local Anchorage authorities. The Alaskan state uh, state troopers are in the middle of a fucking killing spree of women, mainly sex workers, and bodies will not stop showing up in the Alaskan wilderness. Mm -hmm. Robert Christian Hansen is born February 15th, 1939 in Iowa to Danish immigrants. His dad is a baker and an asshole. Yeah. (laughs) He's like all the dads back then. How many times do we have to hear this? Mm-hmm. He's a hard dis- disciplinarian. And of course, you know, being an immigrant, especially back then, probably not the easiest. So he believes in hard work. He puts his kids to work in the
1: bakery at a very young age. And bakers wake up at like fucking sunrise and shit. Like,
0: yep. Mm-hmm. And to discipline his kids, he... Just beats the shit out of him, basically. He even beats Robert for being left-handed. He, like, beats him into being right-handed. And the beatings are so bad that Robert eventually gets a stutter from them.
2: Oh, okay.
0: So after working long hours in the bakery, he doesn't really have time to be a normal kid. So his social skills are real fucking weird. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to be his friend. None of the girls he likes likes him back. And he's bullied as he gets older. He's bullied a lot. He's got acne. He's shy. He's got the stutter. It's a problem. Yeah. The only time he finds like peace in his life is when he's out hunting alone. And he does this quite a bit. And, you know, like killing things kind of helps him like let out his inner rage. Mm-hmm. In
2: 1950. Healthy. 1950-
0: mm-hmm. Healthy. Yeah. In 1957, at 18 years old, he joins the Army Reserves. He meets a woman. They get married. 1960, at 21 years old, he's still on his, like, martyr shit. He still feels mistrained by society and blah, 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 blah. So for whatever reason, he gets some kid to help him burn down a, like, city bus garage. Oh. I'm not sure why.
1: Fuck those buses. Mm-hmm.
0: And eventually this kid squeals on him. Oh. And Robert is arrested and, uh, you know, thrown into jail where his wife then divorces him almost immediately. He serves 20 months. And then after that, he's in and out of jail for just like petty stuff. He's really into shoplifting, petty, like, like thievery. Yeah. Nothing
1: crazy. But, you know, mm-hmm. not what normal people do. got ma- this new generation of kids these days. <laughs> That's right.
0: He gets married again. And now he wants out of normal society. I shouldn't say normal, yeah. but like traditional. Yeah. Society. And because back then, Alaska was still kind of like the wild frontier. I feel like they still are. A little bit. But I think back then it yeah. was like real wild. Absolutely. So he takes his wife and he moves out to Anchorage, Alaska in 1967. Okay. Rob and his wife. Sorry, I have him down as Rob as my shorthand. I don't know if he likes to be called Rob. Fuck
1: him. Who cares? (laughs) I'm pretty sure I do the same thing in
0: my notes. Robbie and Mm -hmm. his wife settle into their small community. They end up having two kids. He opens up his own bakery. And they kind of just have this nice, quiet life. Except for Robert is not a nice, quiet person And his true nature starts to show itself like in 1972 when he's arrested twice, first for the attempt the attempted abduction and rape of a local like housewife. The second arrest is for the rape of a sex worker. Both times, I mean, he kind of gets in. He gets like a slap on the wrist, like he gets in trouble, but it's no real consequence to his life.
1: Like he That's keeps on keeping bizarre. on, and your wife's just like cool with this.
0: He's the seventies, babe. Yeah. He does, however, get a bit of a reputation from local police. Like it feels like a bit of like a like a ribbing sort of way. Like they're not actually checking for him on him being like a sociopath, but they do start calling him Bad Bob the Baker.
1: Ooh, Bad Bob. <laughs>
0: Now, let's have a little bit of Alaskan history of what's going on while bad Bob the baker is doing his thing. I love history time. In the early 1970s, Bailey, there was an oil boom in Alaska, Oh, as I'm sure you all know. No. And this leads to the building of the Alaskan oil pipeline. Okay. And as we all know from episode. Is it the one with Jeremy Renner? Mm-hmm. As we all know from episode fifty nine, no more stolen sisters. Yep. Oil pipelines and oil rigging towns that like kind of pop up.
1: Women get fucking destroyed.
0: Yep, it attracts a lot of crime. It attracts a lot of sex workers who come there looking for work. A lot of exotic dancers. It also, not all oil rig guys are like scummy guys. That's not what we're, we're saying. Not saying that but it does attract some guys who like to take advantage of that situation it attracts a lot of violence against women and uh just problems it just brings a lot of violence against women a lot of we won't get into it if you want to hear us talk about it that episode i just said we go it's a deep dive the whole episodes about it it's particularly a lot of violence against indigenous women because it's usually on indigenous land. Mm -hmm. That's not what we're talking about this episode, but women are kind of giving getting ravaged in these pipeline towns. It's crazy because of that by the early 1980s, many women have gone reported missing from the Anchorage area, but because of their, jobs or alternative lifestyles as dancers or sex workers they're either not even known to be missing by their families for a long period of time because their families might not know they're missing or they get reported missing and quite frankly the local police just don't care and even in that episode of FBI files one of the detectives was talking about how when you're missing minors is one thing when you're talking about missing adults he's like it's not illegal To be missing as an adult. Yeah. Meaning that, like, the theory is, especially if you have sort of a transient lifestyle. Some people. There's no reason for them to think that adult women have not just gone on to the next town.
1: Right. So Uh, it's severely under-investigated. So that's what's crazy to me, though, is that with Cindy, did the cops know that she was 17?
0: I'm sure they did. And then
1: that also just gets overlooked.
0: Well, we haven't gotten there yet. Cindy's does not get overlooked. Okay. I went back in time. Gotcha. So, yes, it's severely under investigated, under reported. Yeah. It is what it is. In 1973, Robert starts kidnapping exotic dancers and sex workers. He lures them in with the offer of like a high amount of money, Mm -hmm. like a lot of money to do. sexual acts on him and then once they get into his car into his vicinity he said in an interview that he purposefully he'd be purposefully like violent and scary he would like shock them into submission he would like get them close to him and like grab the back of their heads and like stick a gun up to their throat or put a gun to their head and like Just be really aggressive with them right off the bat to, like, shock them.
1: Just immediate dominance. Handcuff
0: them and get them where he needs to get them. Fuck. Take them. So the air quote lucky ones, I mean that with all the sarcasm I have in the world, the lucky ones got taken back to his house or wherever he would go, where, like, Cindy, we first talked about, they'd be raped and tortured. And tied up and all these horrific, god-awful things. But if they, like, kind of went with it, he would let them go back in town. He would release them. And under the guise of, like, he he would threaten them into secrecy. Yeah, like, try to tell somebody. See what happens. Right. But the ones who fought back, like Cindy, Mm -hmm. the ones who put up a fight... They were forced into his small bush plane and flown to his remote hunting cabin out in the Alaskan wilderness. His favorite spot to take them was out by K'nick River, where then he would, air quote, set them free. And in their panic state, first of all, they're out in the wilderness dressed in whatever they were wearing. To work in Anchorage. Forget it. And they're probably barefoot. They're still handcuffed. Oh, And he would set them free into the wilderness where, of course, in their panic state, they would run, Mm -hmm. right? Which is like, where are you going to run to? But what else are you going to do? You're going to run for it. And then he would start slowly hunting them down like they were wild game. He would carry terrifying. with him a hunting knife and a rifle. And this would go on sometimes for hours, sometimes for days. No. Until he finally tracked them down and killed them in Ugh. a variety of ways. Sometimes he shot them. Sometimes he stabbed them, cut them open. Sometimes he stabbed them and left them in like, <clears throat> like they were still technically alive when he left them wherever he left them and they died of exposure and stuff. Wow. Wow. But when he was done doing all of that to them, he would bury their bodies in shallow graves and uh, quite a few times taking a memento with him. So a piece of jewelry, Mm -hmm. something of theirs, like a trophy. Yep. This goes on from 73, really we find out it's 71, but right now from 73 to the early 1980s where again, up until now it's missing women they're missing there is not much authorities without a body can or want mm-hmm. to do about it yeah. until bodies start popping up in the Alaskan fucking wilderness ding 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 they first find two different bodies in the Montanuska Sustina Valley mm. these two women have clearly been murdered They were found with 22-gauge, like, bullet shell casings Mm -hmm. near their bodies. And it's not unheard of to find bodies out in the Alaskan bush, but normally it's clearly, like, hunters who lost their way or somebody who was out hiking, hunting, like, you know, doing outdoorsy shit. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, maybe you fell off a cliff or something or broke your leg or... These women clearly have no reason to be out there in the first place. Like, first of all, they're murdered. We know that. But second of all, what are they doing out here? Yeah. They're not dressed to be out here. Obviously, They're clearly not out here doing any sort of outdoor activities. Mm -hmm. So they know that somebody had to have transported them out here. And the only way to really transport anybody out here is via plane. Mm -hmm. And then... Shortly after that, more bodies are discovered. So they're finding more and more bodies out there in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. The state troopers turn to the FBI. And the FBI sends in none other besides their team. They send in John Douglas. John Douglas B. is the guy who kind of invented FBI criminal profiling cool and he's who netflix's show mindhunters is about
1: oh so he's the man that's super cool
0: and john comes up with a profile of the potential killer and this profile basically describes an experienced hunter with low self-esteem with a history of being rejected by women he believes that this guy would even have a stutter and that he'd be around 40 years old, very smart, probably an upstanding citizen in his community, that he would have been previously involved in arson and in shoplifting. What? And he probably keeps trophies of his victims. Is he a medium? He's like, so smart. That's the stutter? The, how do you know the stutter? That's bananas. Everything else is pretty typical serial killer stuff. The Rejected stutter? by women. low Self-esteem
1: keeps trophies. The stutter is wild. And then to also specifically narrow in on the fire. Yeah, the arson and the shoplifting. Yeah. Forget it.
0: Now, we're caught back up to where we started. After Cindy's case, Mm -hmm. Cindy kind of like goes off the map because, I mean, what she's doing is technically illegal. So her and her boyfriend kind of like cut out. Yeah. But Anchorage, it's not sitting right with Anchorage authorities. So they send her file over to Alaskan state troopers who are in the middle of this fucking killing spree they can't figure out. And to the FBI. And wouldn't you know it? The guy that they were already suspecting, Robert Hansen, fits the FBI profile to a fucking T. The
1: perfect puzzle piece.
0: Plus, he owns a bush plane. And a hunting cabin in the area of Alaska that they're finding bodies. So in October 27th, 1983, the police, Anchorage police get a search warrant for Robert's house. Currently in the house is his wife, his two kids and his mom. And they're all shocked. They have no clue what the fuck is going on. However, they cooperate fully. The mom gets them all out of there. She sits down. She interviews with police. Police really feel like she has no clue what the fuck is going on and that she doesn't know anything. So for what it's worth, his wife has no
1: clue. How? Well, if he says he's going hunting. No, no, no. How do you think you would react in that situation? You're chilling at home. You're making dinner.
0: Well, I was raised by different people than Robert Hansen's wife was raised by. And I was raised in a different time. So the search warrant would tell me it's serious. If you don't have a search warrant, you're not coming in. For sure. If you don't have a search warrant, you can can go fuck fuck yourself. Yeah. My daddy taught me that when I was five. Forget it. And and he always told me the sweet lessons we learned from our fathers He always told me, baby girl, if they have a search warrant, they're going to kick your door in. They're not going to knock on the door. They're coming in. So me and my siblings knew that from a young age. Mm -hmm. So the search warrant tells me it's serious. And the other part of my brain tells me not to say a fucking word to anybody at all, period. So I would probably
1: just not talk. And, and told you my, would just sit back and just...
0: I wouldn't sit back. I would cooperate with the authorities. I would try to figure out what's going on. <laughs> yeah. But um, I wouldn't go either here nor there until I know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Let me get a lawyer. Let me think this through. Yeah. And we'll go from there. If they have hard evidence that they can show me... I mean, it's the worst thing that can happen besides your kids dying. I mean, that is a huge upset to your life. Yeah. Like, how could... I mean, the amount of therapy you're going to need. So, I mean, I'd be really upset about it. And of course, if there's like,
1: it's true, then I mean, whatever you can do to help. I'm just picturing myself having to sit back and watch them trash my house.
0: Well, I don't think you're there. I think you're, I think you go somewhere else. Like when I say somewhere else, I mean, whether it's the police station, the back of a cop car, a neighbor's
1: house. I don't
0: think you're sitting there watching no the idea
1: well then fine even worse the idea of me then having to walk back from that experience into a house where every like the way that they just like fling the drawers open and yeah because just...
0: part of me of course you don't want to believe that your husband could ever be capable of such oh, well, fuck my
1: husband I'm not considering him in this moment I'm thinking about me in the mess <laughs> I know I'm thinking
0: about me and my husband and what's going on yeah so I would think that there's no way but I also know that if they have a warrant.
1: Something's and up. And they
0: have him in custody.
1: There's some, a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason.
0: So I need to find out, first of all. What that is. Because there are people, and we've talked about them a little bit on this podcast, but anyone who's in, who listens to a lot of true crime can tell you people, innocent people go down. Oh, yeah. All the time. So it's like, that's the hard part for me, is trying to filter through what's the truth and what's not. Yeah. Because I definitely don't want to be on the side of a serial killer, I do not want that, and mm-hmm. I would do anything in my power to help the victims' families suss it out. However, I also don't want to be the person that turns their back on their innocent husband when they're like framing him for something, and they're like, "I didn't do it." Mm-hmm. So I would just need to see some some hard evidence, and then, but yeah, at the at the first time they they come into my door, I'm sure it'd be really shocking and upsetting. And I would be like, well, you obviously have a warrant, so let me get the fuck out of the way. Well,
1: since we're derailing the other night, Uh, I was sitting on the couch with Nick and Bobby. And for our OG listeners, you know, Bobby is my other husband. Yeah. Your husband's best friend. He's the the other half of Nick. So there's Nick and Bobby and Bailey and Mariah. Uh, Yep. Mm hmm. (laughs) And so I asked them, we were just like talking and I just randomly threw it out there. I'm like, well, how would you guys dispose of a body? And Nick immediately goes into, well, let's just assume that Bailey killed somebody (laughs) and brings home a body. And he looks at Bobby and he's like, Bobby, you know that you're going down with me and we're figuring this out together. Like you're going in. And I just I'm like, why am I the one that automatically gets assumed to have been the killer. Also, I would say the easiest and most low uh, under the radar way is there's a pig farm right up the street from us. For sure. No, we, we've absolutely considered that. Pig mm-hmm. farm. Yeah.
0: No, we absolutely. Pig farmers are scared of falling into pig Their pens. own.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hmm but I just thought it was funny that immediately he's like, OK, yes. Yeah, so my wife killed someone and now I'm going to make my best friend help me cover it up. And I was like a little offended, but also like, thanks, babe. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Lou and I have always talked about the difference in my parents and his parents are if he killed somebody, his parents would turn him in immediately, mm. which is technically the right thing to do. hmm my parents would help me bury the fucking body and my
1: parents would absolutely bury the body so
0: that was always me and lou were like i'm gonna go bury it at my parents house and never mention it again like yeah. my parents would bury that shit in the back corner of their yard nope. and forget and probably forget
1: about yeah. it to be totally honest with you could you imagine they wouldn't even have to lie to the cops nope. they probably would forget it happened after you so get them years. drunk that night and just pretend like it will that what we but they would do it that. no
0: questions asked yeah. i mean my mom would need a lot of anxiety meds mm-hmm. and a lot of weed she would be spiraling but she would never turn me in for that no. show. I love that for us. I know. Ooh. It's so bad. Anyways. Well, there's no one to do that for Robert Hanson. Thank God, because this guy's a fucking scumbag and deserves to go down for this shit. In the house, authorities find a map of the alaskan mm. wilderness where this has all been going down and on the map they find a total of 24 x's marked on the map gross four of which match known grave sites yeah, where they known found bodies, bodies. Mm-hmm. so they assume the other 20 also have bodies hidden there also deep in the attic shout out to the police officer who went in the attic and like under insulation and shit Uh no stone unturned he because so obviously Robert is a hunter so the first time they kind of did a quick search of his house for Cindy's deal they found tons of guns obviously but they didn't find the gun that she described and so this police officer is going through the attic literally pulling up insulation and shit from the corners and he finds the secret gun stash, including the one that matches the shell casings found near the bodies and a bag of women's jewelry that matches the description oh. of multiple missing women, not just the bodies they found, but the descriptions of missing women given by family and friends. Yeah. They found jewelry the that jewelry. that matches them. Okay. Now, they have obviously already pulled Robert in for questioning. And although the detectives are leading the questioning, it's actually being kind of set up by the FBI. So they're sort of playing mind games with him. And the interrogation room has already... Normally interrogation rooms are pretty empty. But the FBI has set up the interrogation room with all the little evidence they found and the map and the pictures of the women. And think of like... When you when people are trying to like solve a murder in a movie and they got like the red string going from like this person to this map dot and this person and a newspaper article and whatever. That's how they set up the interrogation room. And then they leave him in there for hours (laughs) alone without talking to him. Just let him marinate in it. You know, brilliant. (laughs) I love it. Of course, this fucking sociopath denies everything. However, his two previous rock-solid alibis, who gave him him alibis for Cindy's
1: assault, admit to lying. See, and again, I'm going to go back to our fucking gooey sack and how none of those boys ever fucking gave up on one another or ever fucking changed their story for years. Right. And and all these snitches. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. No,
0: you're right. uh, Totally right. (laughs) Eventually, Robert confesses to this fucking crazy spree he's been on against women that technically started in 1971. Yes. He says his youngest victims were 16 to 19-ish years old. When he first started off, they were not sex workers or dancers, um, but they, you know, kind of spiraled into that. He fucking kidnapped a housewife. Right. And... He has raped or sexually assaulted way more women than he's killed. He admits to assaulting at least 30 women and he admits to killing 17, although law enforcement have evidence of 21. Ew. He's originally arrested on charges of assault, kidnapping, like uh, like a weapons
1: charge and insurance fraud. (laughs) (laughs) There's something to do with... It. just fucking... What else can we slap him with? There's
0: something to do with insurance fraud, and that's how he paid for the plane? I don't know, but that's he went down for that
1: shit, too. so funny, because I immediately was going to link it to, like, the bakery or whatever.
0: No, it was like he claimed... I think he claimed stuff was stolen, and it wasn't, and then, like, the insurance claim paid for the plane. Wow. I don't know. That's incredible. The official ballistics report comes back that 100% locks him in... To the murder of four women found the the whatever the shell casings for sure came from his mm-hmm. rifle. So they have concrete evidence of those four women. So he pleads guilty to those four murders. And that is the murders of Sherry Morrow, Joanna Messina, Paula Goulding, and... An unknown woman named, and I'm gonna butcher it. I'm so sorry. It's like a Native Alaskan because mm-hmm. I think it's like the area they found her. Yeah, Ekaluntra, Echoluntra Annie
2: mm-hmm.
0: is what they call her. But it's basically like a like a Jane Doe. Yeah. Plus the kidnapping and assault of Cindy. Cindy. So part of the plea bargain that he has is that he agrees to take officials to the burial spots on the map. He takes them to 17, and he is then sentenced to 461 years without the possibility of parole. He later dies in prison on October 21st, 2014, at 75 years old. And while authorities believe he has more victims than this, the victims that we have concrete proof and evidence for, are the following. So this episode is dedicated to Roxanne, Joanna, Lisa, Sherry, Andrea, Sue, Paula, Malai, Delin, Teresa, Angela, Tamara, Celia, Megan, Mary, and the two unidentified, unidentified victims that Ecaluntra Annie and Horseshoe Harriet, And of course, last but not least, our 17-year-old badass bitch, Cindy, who fought and got away and got this motherfucker locked up. I love it. So.
1: Thanks, Cindy.
0: Shout out to Cindy. Rest in peace, the victims. Again, we're so sorry that you had to come in contact with the worst fucking human on the planet. And
1: a baker of all fucking things. Like a baker. I know it's just Imagine so like upsetting. having like a your your bread guy and finding out he's just fucking
0: crazy. One of the like on FBI files, one of the agents was talking or I think he, I well, sorry, one of the detectives was talking about how when they knew it was Robert Hansen and they were just trying to build their case against him to bring him in that he decided to stop at Robert's bakery that morning to get donuts for the crew. And he just sat outside because Robert would do all of his like cake decorating and stuff in like the big like shop window. You could like watch him do it. And he said that he pulled up in his police cruiser and they got the donuts and then he just sat there and watched him like decorating a cake. He's like, we knew that he knew because he kept looking up at us. And the more we sat there, the more nervous he got. And he's like, he kept fucking up his icing. (sighs) He kept his hands were shaking. He kept putting icing all over his hands and fucking up his flowers the and stuff. icing
1: gave it away. And he's all he's all I loved it. He's all he was so excited. That's he's like, savage.
0: He's all that motherfucker knew that we knew. Oh, <laughs>
1: that's so cool.
0: All right. The butcher baker of Alaska. What a piece of shit.
1: The baked Alaska.
0: The baked Alaska. <laughs> piece of garbage.
1: Oh, man.
0: Seriously. Wow. All right. Break time. Yeah. Okie dokie. Artichokey. Ar- you stole it from me. <laughs> God damn it. I'm a basic almost 40-year-old white girl, too. I say it every time. I say okie-dokie. <sighs>
1: Welcome back. Yay. We got
0: our refills. Oh, doing all the chills.
1: Cheers.
0: I- Here's to an all-star cast. I cannot wait to hear about this movie. Let's fucking do it. Bailey's turn. Delish. Little
1: uh-huh. Okay. Just like last sowed, we got a quote. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves, which apparently is from something religious because it's Matthew ten sixteen. Okay. And then we're off to Anchorage, and it is nineteen eighty three. We are introduced to Cindy, played by Vanessa Hudgens.
0: Okay, Vanessa.
1: Um, where'd you say she went back to the motel with her pimp?
0: Yeah, to like meet up with him.
1: Well, here she is going back to her apartment building and the neighbors called the cops on her because she's freaking the fuck out. Oh, interesting. Officer Greg Baker, Barker Baker. Baker breaks down the door and finds Cindy on the bathroom floor in handcuffs. And some of you might remember Officer Greg as Terry Franzo from The Iceman, episode 61. Okay. (laughs) Shout out. (laughs) She's taken to the hospital to be examined and the only suspicious markings are cuts from the handcuffs. Okay. Otherwise, They decide that there's been no foul play, even though she was adamant that she had been kidnapped and raped and tortured and almost murdered. They, of course, ignore her, as they do so many times in all these movies, because she is a lower class sex worker and the man she's accusing Robert Hansen. It's a pillar of the community. And I'm immediately remi- like reminded of BTK yes. and Lisk. Gives me strong BTK vibes. Mm-hmm. And in case you are wondering who Bob Hansen is, he's is of course John Cusack. Which I think is funny that Cusack gets to be the bad guy. Yeah, but I
0: get it, though. I can see him being
1: real creepy. And you OG listeners will remember him from his role in our episode eight, A Room with a Boo.
0: That's right. Mm -hmm. Episode eight. Also with Stephanie, who we talked about for fantasy. Yes. Mm -hmm. The only person
1: who knows how fantasy football works in our league. Nearby, we have our next legend, Sergeant Jack Holcomb, played by Nicholas Cage. Hey, hey, hey. And he's not a pod reappearance, but we talk about him on so many episodes. We
0: talk about him so much. I can't believe he <laughs> hasn't actually been in a podcast movie
1: yet. <laughs> we and, love him. And he's obviously the cool guy that you talked about earlier. John Douglas or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is that his name? Yeah. Okay he's being woken up by a phone call informing him that a young female body has been dug up by a hungry animal and identified as 23 year old Sherry the location of the body like you said is extremely desolate you can only get to it by boat or plane at a press conference, police are ripped apart by the media for not making the links between Sherry and the other Jane Does that were found just last year. Um, all of them are working girls or dancers, right? And uh, police are just calling it like a coincidence. Just
0: a winky dink that they found their way yeah. to the. I mean, that's not bush. what you
1: guys do after work to just whatever. Sergeant Jack, of course, agrees with the media that it's bullshit. And he knows that whoever did it is experienced and he must know the area well. And so he starts working backwards to kind of, I guess you say, like make the profile. And he's making a connection to the current six hundred missing people (laughs) over the past two years. That's is
0: that just Alaska?
1: Yeah, that's a crazy amount. Fuck all. Like you were saying, like the amount of people that could be considered miss, like six hundred in two years. He finds eight. Connections. All young women, late teens to early 20s, between 5'2 and 5'7, 100 to 125 pounds, who all made arrangements for a big paying job and then disappeared. Right. This is when we see sweet Debbie Peters get into a truck with a camper attached, going to what she thinks is a photo shoot.
0: Yes. This is a real person. Okay. I don't have her in my notes. Clearly, I didn't talk about mm-hmm. her. But yes, this is this is this is coming up. This is something I watched or read. Yes, okay. She she runs away from the camper naked. Wow. I don't know. Is that true? That's not in the movie, but sure. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I just have that in my yes. And she thought it was like a photography thing. Not she's not a sex worker. She's a wannabe model. Uh huh. I don't know. Maybe FBI files. Sorry, what? I should have put it in my notes. No I feel bad.
1: Hey, that's my favorite part of the podcast. Sorry, Debbie. I'm sorry. Okay. We don't see who the driver of the car is. Instead, we see Robert Hansen going to work at his bakery, where, of course, everyone is happy to see him because he's well-respected and well-liked by all of them. It's John Cusack. How could you not like him? He is liked by everyone except for Sergeant Jack, who found reports of him kidnapping and raping other women.
0: I know. Like, how big of a red flag do you... The fact that they acted like... <laughs> yeah, know, no, Not him. Boys being boys not back then. Not Bob. I mean, yeah, sure, he did try to kidnap and rape those women, but he's over right yeah, now.
1: Go have one of his baked goods. You'll be <laughs> fine. Anyways, and then he links it back to Miss Cindy, who fits the description, and... So, when he finds her, he convinces her to, like, talk. Because, I mean, obviously, after the last time in this movie, the cops just dismiss her completely, right? So, like, she's already suspicious. But she knows there's something special about Sergeant Jack. Okay. Right? She, she can tell that he's a good vibe. And he has, like, a picture of his family on his desk. So, you know, a wife and a kid. She's like, eh. I mean... The BTK killer probably did too. She describes being taken to a man's house down to a den and makes note that the family was clearly out of town at the time. After raping her, he drove her to the plane and that's when she was able to make her escape. She was determined to escape because she knew after being raped that he didn't use a condom. And so she knew that she had the semen inside of her that would link them directly to the killer. Yep. But whatever rape kit never made it to anybody. Oh, lovely. So didn't do anybody any good. Next time we see Bob, he's at his house or Cabin? It seemed like this was his house. It's in the woods. It looks like a cabin. And he's listening to a message from his wife. Just being like, hey babe, give us a call back. Why don't you say goodnight to the kids? You know, we're here visiting her parents or whatever. Right. Downstairs in the den it's covered in like dead animals that he's mounted as trophies. Very true of the real Bob. And we see poor Debbie just like you described with the neck chained to the pillar and the Mm -hmm. handcuffs and she's sitting in her own filth. And eventually Bob takes her by car to the plane. But unfortunately she did not get to escape. Instead, we see him release her into the woods and hunt her down. It's so terrifying. That shit's crazy. The fact that you've already been chained up, raped, tortured, whatever. And then the end game is for him to fucking hunt you down.
0: And you want to be like... The logical part of my brain goes, let's just end this now. But you know that's not what takes over, right? Mm-hmm. The animal instinct takes over and you're for sure running. going to
1: fight. Mm-hmm. You're for sure running.
0: And oh my God, it no. just sounds... <sighs> Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's horrific. It's
1: crazy. The next time we see Cindy, she's trying to get off the streets, and she is now working as a dancer at a club. And this is when her pimp pays her a visit. I know who it is. Some might call him Curtis, <laughs> but we know him as Fitty Sin. Oh my God. <laughs> I feel like I'm blushing just now, just even thinking about
0: how cool 50 Cent is.
1: So determined to be on her own, she stays at the club. And one night while she's dancing, she sees Bob. Mm. They make eye contact and immediately she's freaking the fuck out. But everyone just writes her off as she's like having a bad drug trip. Of course. This ignites a fire in Bob. He needs to get the one that got away. Oh, okay. Meanwhile, Sergeant Jack knows for sure that Bob's a piece of shit. And so he enlists the help of his good friend, Sergeant Lyle, better known as Russ, from the episode 40. No. The act. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me the monk. I got so excited. No, no, no. Episode 40, the act. I don't know what that's about. That was our Mother's Day episode. Oh, the act. The act. Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: Yep. I'm with it.
1: But they are pleading with D.A. Pat Clive to reopen the case. Pat is most often remembered as Dennis Gamil from season two, episode five. Mr. Monk and the very, very old man. Hell yeah. Meow meow. There it is. Best part of any episode. You knew it was coming. You knew it. I got so excited. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Calm down. I can't. Uh, but everything Sergeant Jack has on Bob is circumstantial. We need Cindy's testimony. And it comes down to this moment. So we've got Jack and Bob, and they're on the streets, and they both need Cindy. But who gets to Cindy first? Fiddy Sint. <laughs> Damn, Viddy. Uh, he again tries to, like, take her away because he knows like that people are after her then she seems more valuable but she gets away from him and then paranoid she goes into the bathroom and takes a bunch of drugs okay and that's when Sergeant Jack finds her slumped on the floor just moments before Bob entered the same club and so Bob sees her leave with Jack and now Bob's paranoid that They know, Mm -hmm. right? They're on to him. So hence the icing. He goes up and he bags up all of his souvenirs, his little trinkets and whatnot, Mm -hmm. and flies it back to the island and disposes of them, like scatters them or whatever. Okay. And Sergeant Jack was parked outside and they follow him. And even though they couldn't get to him in time, I guess while he was there scattering his shit, it gave them enough time to get the warrant to get into the house. Okay. So. They've got the warrant for the house and they got Bob in questioning. And Bob tells Sergeant Jack that the only reason that he hires these working girls is because he likes oral sex. But as a religious man, he has too much respect for his wife to ask her to do such an ungodly thing. (laughs)
0: That is the much more godly thing to do. Right. Is to hire a Uh 17-year-old to do it for you.
1: And just like you said, they found the guns hidden in like a crawl space in the attic. Mm -hmm. And they found a map with the marks hidden behind a headboard.
0: Oh, yeah. I forgot to say that. It was was in his bed. And all of
1: this is enough to get him arrested, but not necessarily convicted. So Jack, again, he wants this confession. He needs it. So he tries to scare Bob by showing him the map and telling him, you ready for this? I'm ready. The ground's frozen now, but come summer, when it thaws, I'll be there to search every spot. Oh, Very Nicholas okay. Cage, right? Meow, meow, meow. Frozen grounds. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then to really push Bob over the edge, they bring in Cindy. Oh. The one that got away. Bob loses his shit, yelling, I should have killed you when I had the chance. Oh, my God. Bob, keep it together. Now's not the time to lose it. <sighs> And the movie ends with these closing notes. Robert Hansen confessed to 17 murders, as well as the kidnapping and rape of another 30. God, that's so many fucking people. Disgusting. In return for his confession, he was only charged with the rape and abduction of Cindy, the murders of Joanna, Sherry, Paula, and the Jane Doe they call Annie. Mm Mm-hmm. All of this is enough to get him life in prison, never eligible, eligible for parole. Um, I guess as part of the largest search in Alaskan history, Bob led troopers to the 17 grave sites on the map, but only 11 of the bodies were actually recovered and Sergeant Jack was promoted to commander. And he is now retired, and Cindy is married with three kids of her own, and this is her story. Oh,
0: well, I'm happy it worked out good for Cindy, Uh eventually. Yeah. And I forgot to mention that, uh, to this day, Robert Hansen is the most prolific serial killer in Alaskan history.
1: I bet. That's what, like, that's... So, I mean, I guess he's got that going for him. Six... 100 missing people over two years. Well, that's not all him. No, though. I know. But I'm just saying, like, the amount of shit that they're trying to- Are there
0: 600 people in Alaska at that cover, time?
1: Yeah. No, no wonder these missing people just go completely unnoticed. Like, that's too much. <sighs> all right. My look of the week. Look of the week. I am going to be Sergeant Jack. I thought you were going to be a baked Alaska that'd be cool <laughs> I mean if you have shaving cream we put on I'll whip maybe. up some meringue
2: uh-huh.
1: yeah so I'll be officer jack so what does he look like I have a picture is it a suit no it's just officer jack oh yeah okay right just another very nicholas cagey uh-huh very nicholas cagey I got the sunglasses Do you have a police jacket I don't have a police jacket. I have a blue jacket, okay. and I have a fake police badge. What more do you need? And I have the plaid shirt. We we'll gotta figure a way to CGI snow around you. Well, that was it. And again, it reminds me of the fucking the Jeremy Renner episode. That shit. 1959. So no more stolen sister. So funny. Yep.
0: Yeah, the CGI. That bees look of the week is one of my all-time favorites. <laughs>
1: Because we also got the Jurassic Park picture out of it. It's all good. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. So an extended break. If you guys are bored and you miss us so much, there is going to be a new season of Love is Blind to keep you company. Again? Yeah. There's already something on Netflix. I think it's like a preview. Well, they also have a new season of The Ultimatum out right now, which I have not watched.
0: But my coworker tells me is great television. Did you watch the first season of The Ultimatum?
1: I never did. Mm -mm.
0: It's even more garbage than Love is Blind, if you can believe it. But it's basically like a couple that have been together for a while and one of them really wants the other one to propose. And it's either gender. Sometimes it's the man who wants the woman to propose or vice versa. And so they go on the ultimatum where they meet, they spend, I think, a week or two all together in the same
1: complex. And they get to like date each other. They right? get to like date each other, get yeah. to know
0: each other. And then you have the ultimatum meeting where you like choose a new partner to live with for. And you have to. right. Yeah. And it's for like four weeks. And then at the end of that, you have to do four weeks with your own original partner and then at the end of that you have to make the choice to stay together or be with the new person it's really stupid a lot of it's manufactured but you know yeah it's a good cheesy terrible netflix dating show so if you miss us (laughs) or listen to old episodes because i gotta be honest i feel like i need to go back and i don't remember anything is there's a there's a person who keeps reaching out on instagram because she's listening to our old episodes and she'll be mentioning things about our old episodes and like giving her feedback which i appreciate but it makes me realize that i don't remember anything about any episode we've ever recorded right
1: before right now oh i know i feel that way all that's why on occasion like when we're building up for an episode i will go back and re-listen
0: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. She brings up really valid points or they bring up really valid points. Oh, well, I'm dying to know About old episodes. And I'm like, for sure, that sounds good. But I don't have any recollection of what
1: you're talking
0: about. I barely remember last week. Like you keep bringing up last week. And I have to remind myself like that was last week. It was fire in the sky. It was about aliens.
1: Yeah. And like you said, how (laughs) you had on that one episode told me about Jenna Ortega. And then you're like, wait, Jenna Ortega was in that? What? Blowing my mind. I have a lot of stuff that has to take up the majority of my
0: brain and my brain capacity. Oh,
1: and then you also laid that fucking bomb on me. I think it was probably last episode where we agreed. Yeah, it was because... You're like, the only person who could keep a secret like that would be me because I'm sick enough in the head where I would most likely forget
2: right? That it, right?
1: that it was. like yeah. yeah, and I would be like, huh, what? Yeah. And I shared that with Nick, and he was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, I'll never tell. Literally, because I don't I mean, remember. I don't remember. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh cool so if you want to see pics of bees look at the week pics of this week's case pics of nicholas cage looking like a badass i mean looking like nicholas cage is a cop yeah Mm -hmm. um go to thc podcast on instagram real quick Mm -hmm. i didn't
1: mention it didn't have anything to do like as far as relevance or whatever but at one point the way that john cusack puts on like full survival gear Thank you.
2: I That's making me I love. know. I
1: know. To like, do what? To, to fucking go fly his plane. Like, it was, like, <laughs> full survival gear. That's so stupid. I know. So I just, I, <laughs> I knew you'd love it. So, yeah. If you guys want to look forward to it. <laughs> so silly. <laughs>
0: I love the guys who, like, no offense to hunters, but I love the guys who hunt, and they have every like weapon arsenal available and they're camouflaged and they smell like deer piss you're like like,
1: calm it's you versus a
0: deer Like, what are you talking about like i get they run fast but like people used to hunt them with just bow and arrows huh and you have a full bush camouflage suit you haven't showered in two weeks and a fucking high range rifle with some kind of scope on it like golly i know give the deer a chance (laughs) what are y'all doing
1: I'm going to get so much hate from hunters now. Oh, I'm sure they lo- li- they listen
2: <laughs> they, regularly. They all, yeah,
1: listen, they all listen regularly.
0: Anywho, all right. So go to THC Podcast on Instagram. Check that out. If you'd like to leave us a review, a nice review, you can. If you want to leave us a bad review, just hit me up in my DMs and tell me that you don't like me. I'm right. care. It's fine. You like I like Take it. <laughs> um, other than that, we will see you guys in three weeks.
1: You've got this. You I can don't do know it. what
0: our next episode is, but I know the episodes following that are going to are be gonna bangers, insane. hit after hit after hit. So I'm very excited. Spooky season's around the corner. Stick with us. And until then, we love you. And we will see you next time. Meow. Bye, guys. Thank you so much.